Let's do one more session on verse one. Look at the book third time on that verse. We've seen Paul and Timothy as the senders, servants of Christ Jesus. We've seen the recipients who are saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi. And now I just want to focus on these words with the overseers and deacons. Who are they? And why does Paul include them here? Father, I pray that as we look at overseers and deacons, all of us would be motivated and helped to structure our churches in biblical ways so that we have in place the kind of offices and leaders that you have appointed for your church. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. To all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi, it might be good just to say, if you want to read about the origin of the church of Philippi, read Acts 16, verses 12 through 40, where you read about the conversion of Lydia and the servant girl who was demonized and the jailer, an inauspicious, perhaps, beginning to the church. But Paul loved this church with all his heart. It brought him great joy. So he's writing to the saints, and he mentions the overseers and deacons. He doesn't do this. He doesn't say this in any of his other letters. So it stands out as unusual. And before we ask why, let's make sure we know who these folks are. Who are overseers and who are deacons? Because I think it's important that every church should be led by overseers and deacons. Who are they? What should we call them? Look at a couple of passages. Here's Titus 1, 5 to 7. This is why I left you in Crete, so that you might put what remained into order and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. If anyone is above reproach, the husband of one wife and his children are believers and not open to the charge of debauchery or insubordination, for an overseer as God's servant must be above reproach. So he is treating elders and overseers as the same. There's no break here. He's just giving a reason for why these elders should have the qualifications they do, and he calls them overseers. So in Paul's mind, when he calls people elders in the church, they are the ones who oversee the church. They are the overseers. Here it is again in Acts 20, where Paul is calling the elders to himself, and I'm quoting 17 and 28. Now from Miletus, Paul sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church to come to him. And when they came to him, he said to them, pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the, the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. So one, two, three titles you can call them shepherds or pastors. You can call them overseers or you can call them elders. They're all the same office or the same people in Paul's mind. What, what are they supposed to do? What are their jobs? 
One of their key jobs that distinguishes them from deacons is teaching. Therefore, an overseer, this is 1 Timothy 3.2, or an elder, must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach. They are teachers, or as Titus 1.9 says, he must hold firm the trustworthy word as taught so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine and to rebuke those who contradict it. So he has to know doctrine and he has to be a, a teacher. They also govern or rule, oversee, organize, direct. 1 Timothy 5.17, let the elders who rule well, be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. So there's this governing function that they have, unlike the deacons. So here you have the two offices listed in 1 Timothy 3, two following for the elders and 3, 8 following for the deacons. Just wanted you to see that these Offices are both given their respective treatment in Paul's letter to 1 Timothy. Therefore, an overseer or elder must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach. And then a break. Deacons, likewise, must be dignified, not double-tongued, not addicted to much wine, not greedy for dishonest gain. So here you have the governing office of overseer, and here you have the, the serving office of deacon. If, and if you ask, well, what did, what did deacons do? And um, it's not as easy. Teaching and governing is pretty clear for the overseer. Deacons, especially if you look at Acts um, 6, verses 1 to 7, even though the word deacons is not used there, most people trace the origin of deacons back to this group that were called out to serve the widows who were being overlooked in the distribution. And the reason given is so that the, the physical needs of the church would be met by an organized effort so that the apostles they would be in place of overseers, could give themselves to the ministry of the word. So it appears that, that deacons handled the, uh, the practical, need, the physical needs of the church and the, and the overseers devoted themselves to the word of God and prayer and the general governance of, of the church. Now, one last observation or question. Why? Why does Paul mention them here? He doesn't do this in any other letter. And my answer is, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think anybody knows either. But there are some suggestions. And the best one that I have heard is this. This letter is written especially in response to a very generous gift that the Philippian church has sent. Chapter 4, verses 18 and 19 describe this. I have received full payment and more. I am well supplied, having received from Epaphroditus, that's their representative that they sent, carrying the money, having received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent 
a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So perhaps, and we don't know for sure, Perhaps Paul knew that for something like this to happen, for a a whole church to provide the kind of generous gifts and then choose a person they could trust and send him all the way from Philippi to Rome, where he is in prison, took some organized effort in the church. And Paul knew that if that organization happened, And the whole church got together and did this. Somebody was leading the charge. And in all likelihood, it was deacons doing the footwork to gather the money together and the overseers saying, we should do this. This is a very important biblical thing to do. Maybe that's why they got special mention here. So, Paul and Timothy are servants of Christ Jesus, and the saints are in Christ Jesus. Paul gives himself this lowly title. He exalts the the recipients of the letter with the exalted title in Christ Jesus, and then he lavishes his thanks by a mention on the overseers and deacons for what's going to become later a very sweet word of gratitude for their generosity to him. 